I love being on here with you guys, Nick and Joe. I really appreciate it. TLDR, you guys are awesome. And welcome, oh Jesus, all right, the timing was off. And welcome back to TLDR. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe, riding with me, riding with me, I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place. With me, as always, is my hunking crime. Together, we are the Woodward Bird team of the DSG. And I'll tell you what, Nicholas, there's, there's no chance you will find little Leia on this show ever because she stinks. So I haven't watched Kenobi yet. I haven't watched either of the first two episodes yet. So I, But I do know that everybody is upset about the child acting. I thought I'd seen that it was a young Leia. Um, I have heard. But see, that's, the thing is, I've seen you're upset. I've seen dorks upset. I've seen Max upset. But I've also seen quite a bit of pushback from like people who listen to any of our shows. So, like, what's the deal here? So, Spoiler free, please. Spoiler free. So, I enjoy the first epi- uh, uh, episodes very much. I think, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I think Davey said this last night, sort of like with WandaVision, they kind of give you the first two episodes right out of the shoe because maybe mm-hmm. they're not the strongest, but they're table setters, and then, boom, okay. you get it, right? So, I, I thought it was it was really good. Was it action packed? It was a little bit slower, but that's fine. Like they're just, I think, laying the groundwork there. But little Leia, like they, there is this incessant need to take children actors and make them uh, not just sassy, but to act and give them dialogue that is like ten years beyond where they should be. Is she's, she's portraying a ten year old character? And mm. they did the same thing with Jake Lloyd and Anakin Skywalker. Just like the writing is brutal, and mm. they they just are extraordinarily unlikable. Like mm. it's a ten year old kid. Let you know, write for a ten year old kid. Don't be like, oh well, Princess Leia goes on to become this you know powerful, smart you know you know you know. You know, sarcastic person down the road. A person grows into that. They're just not that. You know, like who you are at ten is not who you are at eighteen, twenty. Mm. Right, right. But they write them as if they were that already, and it's obnoxious and it's brutal. And anytime she was like on the 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 screen, I wanted to just fast forward. Like it was just brutal. It was like, mm. ugh, I can't watch this. Well, I but, do understand child actors getting in the way. I do understand that. Yeah, it's just you know, and some child actors are great. I mean, we saw it with uh, with Laura and and, and X twenty three, right? Oh. Fantastic, right? Like it's it's all about the writing. In Star Wars, sometimes you know they can't get out of their own way, right? George Lucas can't get out of his own way. You know, Kathleen Kennedy sometimes can't get out of her own. They can't get out of their own way. Like they just the writing was was tough for this particular character. I I I did find it interesting with Ben and, and where he is now and. They do a great thing at the beginning where they sort of do this little video package of showing like all the stuff from the previous movies that led up to this point between, you know, like sort of like highlights of, of Ben from episodes, you know, one, two and three and Vader from uh, one, two, three and uh, um, Rogue One. Um, so I think it was it was fine. I, I mean, I can I can only imagine where they go from here. It's just going to be an absolute rocket ship. But man, you'll you'll know it. You'll see it. Like it was tough. And 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 not 
Well, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to agree with you guys because there are definitely people who disagree with you guys who are not as bothered by it. I do have times where it's tough. actors bother me. I it's, mean, it's we tough. talk about Carl from um, The Walking Dead. Like he he was definitely very annoying when he was younger. Um, well, if you, if, know, you, if you disagree with me, Nicholas, we're going to have a real problem here. <laughs> uh, well, you'll, probably, you'll get over it, I think. I, I know I will. Maybe. But maybe. I'm, I, I'm well, actually, why am I surprised that people so are so divided? on star wars uh but yeah. anyways um you know we're talking all about star wars and stuff we will get into some more uh, star wars stuff as related to comics looking ahead to this month and what's coming out but before we get to that one remind everybody if you're just coming across our show on twitter docs twitch youtube wherever it is uh you can go and listen to the show in full audio form and subscribe to the show on apple um on, on spotify stitcher wherever you listen to podcasts geeks worldwide radios soundcloud a whole bunch of different places wherever you listen to them you can find us there and if you're looking for us and you can't find us on a certain platform let us know we maybe haven't heard of that platform but we'll make sure we get over there for you um and of course we have our youtube page you can subscribe subscribe to us there if you leave ratings and reviews too that would be very much appreciated as Joe would always say, five stars. He doesn't want any of those one star things. Apparently. Yeah, so. five stars, baby. But anyways, uh, it is time to get to catching up before we look at what's new. What have you been catching up on, Joe? Well, caught up on a lot because, uh, as you'll find out in a few moments here, not a ton, you know, this first, mm. first week of, of June mm. uh, that's coming out. But I caught up on a bunch of books I've, like, been dying to catch up on. So Bolero number five, absolutely tremendous. That was the, I believe that was the end, uh, conclusion to that story. Uh, Wolverine 21, tremendous, tremendous. Mm, very good. Yep. Get on it, people. Uh, Killer, Affa- uh, Killer Affairs of the State number four, again, continues to be a very solid uh, story. Uh, Step by Bloody Step number four, that was the conclusion to that story. I mean, man, what a roller coaster. That was really uh, well done. Yeah, we talked about good. that last week because we meant because originally it was supposed to come out, and of course we got the advanced review copies. I guess there was a printing press issue. These things happen yeah. all the time. I think it happened with the Scorch at some point too. But uh, Step by Bloody Step is a really, really interesting experience. And I think for – obviously I'm not a parent yet, but you are. I would imagine that was a – like seeing the way everything went all the way to the end, it was very interesting for you. Yeah, that was that was an emotional roller coaster and a visual roller coaster for yeah. sure. You know, just a real, real tour de force there. Uh, caught up on Devil's Reign Omega, which I thought was just a nice solid end cap to what we've gotten, but also a nice little springboard forward for mm-hmm. where things are going here, right? MCU, right? Take note, this is how it's done, right? We, we, we move things forward. Um, Punisher, number three. Oh, man. Tremendous. Yeah, it was. Tremendous. Yep. Um, I caught up on the last book you'll ever read, number seven. So I know issue eight came out last week, so I've yeah, got to catch up on that. Uh, yeah, I was, I was, I thought I was one book farther than I was, and I was one book behind than I was. So I know, right? And then uh, Saga 59, and I got to say, I've been enjoying it since it's come back, but this issue just felt like this was the definition of filler issue. Yeah, and that was one of the books that I caught up on. Of course, we don't get review copies for Saga. I don't think they hand those out to uh, anybody at this point. But yeah, I thought it was fine. Like it was like just, you know, of all the issues since the return, it was just okay. Yeah, yeah. Nothing crazy. So we'll see see where it goes from here, but I feel like the story is kind of, stalling a little bit so i can't wait to see where they're where they're taking it because we started got a little bit of of some action going on but eh. so we'll see where issue 60 takes us but the the last two books i just want to mention here that i read i caught up on uh one was Stillwater 13 chip zadarsky fantastic return 
absolutely fantastic return to the series. Uh, but Rogue Son, mm-hmm. issue four, like, like the way he sets it up at the end of of the third issue is like, okay, this is this is what I'm expecting to get, and then what you get with the older sister is like. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That's n- not the direction I thought this was going in, but oh, what? <laughs> that what ending, right? Here? Yeah. Yes. What is this? Yep. Okay. Rogue okay. Son is Okay. Rogue you know? Son, I, I think I can say pretty comfortably even though Image is putting out a ton of great stuff. I think Rogue Son is a top 5 Image book and to say that the five best books in comics right now are at Image probably isn't I'd have to think about that a little more, but I don't think that's too far-fetched, but I I Rogue Son's one of my favorite books right now over there. Parrot and, yeah. and Abel is an amazing pairing. Yeah, it's it's absolutely fantastic and it's fun to read. It's it's everything we want. Like when you when you think of like image comics, it sort of fits in like the definition of of what you'd expect. Yeah, it's mu- it's must read stuff. Of course, we talked to Ryan Parrot on the show right before Rogue Son started. So make sure you go listen to that if you haven't already, um, and pick and get get on the, on board with this. The trade I'm assuming is going to come out after issue six, but. Get the trade and then get on the single issues because we talked about that at length with Sean Lewis. We had him on last week about the importance of supporting indie books. This is some this Rogue Sun is awesome, awesome yeah. stuff. And, and Radio Black's great too. We you know we're still enjoying that, and we're going to be getting some more of that uh, in this upcoming month. For me, uh, catching up with Saga, like so, I'm not like you. You look at this first arc, and I've this is the first time where I was like, okay, like that was an okay issue. That was fine for Saga. Otherwise, I've really enjoyed it pretty much because yeah. all the developments that we've been getting have been very interesting. Um, every time they show Marco's freaking skull, I'm always like, oh. a, little, a little triggered because it's like, I yeah, well, you must character. have been real triggered after you read this one. Yep. Yeah, that was something else. Uh, that that one development, but uh, but like other than that, it was like, such a. Um, honestly, I'm glad I don't have to keep seeing it anymore. So like, yeah. Um, but it, but other than that, um, yeah, it was just a, it was fine. Uh, Gunslinger Spawn issue eight kind of takes mm. us up to where we are with the character in the Scorch, which was really helpful. Really enjoy. Obviously, like Brett Booth's art is outstanding, and he's one of my favorite characters in terms of their look. So, really loving Between that. Between Fernandez and Brett, you know Brett Booth. I mean, they're they're killing it, right? Yeah. So it is. They they're awesome. Um, and loving the sort of stuff we're getting in Scorch as well. We get some more of that this week. Last book you ever read? Issue eight. Like it was, it was like all around. I thought that the series ended up being good. I I feel like we're left on a note where it's like it could. I think you said that Cullen had tweeted out or said in his newsletter. He has plans on revisiting the character. Yeah, that there's like there's a lot of room to revisit this. Like I I think it was pretty. It feels more like if they don't revisit it, I'll be more surprised. I think is how I feel about it at this point. Um, Good boy. Volume two, issue one, of course, our guy Sheldon Buchert is doing some variant covers for this series and uh, really been enjoying everything with this. More of the same in issue one, uh, so definitely go and check that one out. Immortal X-Men, issue two, uh, that's written by Kieran Gillen. I loved the first issue of this. I thought the second issue was good. It wasn't as Mr. Sinister-centric. It was more focused on Hope Summers, which, fine, cool. It was still good, um, but I want more of Gillen in in sinister please um and then we got batman beyond the white knight issue three i know you were raving about this book last week it was your second favorite book if i remember correctly from last week and i yeah. thought it was good like i didn't I, I didn't i didn't think it was like it, it was it was good like it wasn't up there for me on that level um but i still enjoyed it then we got deathstroke inc issue nine which we'll be talking about that whole shadow war event in a little bit um and then Philadelphia 
issue 22, which <laughs> was freaking awesome. Rodney's yeah. Rodney's kicking ass. And I do believe Nina Ha's nightmare blog is in collected trade form now. Um, yes. I'm, yes, it yeah. is. So go, yep. go make sure you guys go check that out. That I, I love that series. Um, I when I the first like three issues, I was like, this is I like this more than Philadelphia. And then Philadelphia like cranked it up like 15 notches. But they're yeah. like on even playing field in my mind. Right yeah, now. They're yeah, both yeah. awesome stuff. So yeah. if you like Philadelphia, go check it out. If you've heard all the hype about Philadelphia and haven't checked that out, go check out Nita Hawes. Like both of them are, are, are great. You're really going to enjoy them. Um, if you're into horror or vampires, but it is time for us to get into what's new in comics this week, Joe. Of course, to, to kick off our solicit too. So we're talking about uh, the books coming out on Wednesday. Why don't you take us through Marvel from this week? All right, so we've got we've got a bunch here. Uh, we have Miles Morales Spider-Man uh, 38. Uh, we have uh, Darth Vader 23. We have Strange number three, Alien number 12, Carnage number three, Captain Marvel 38, Knights of X number two, Star Wars Bounty Hummer, <laughs> Bounty Hummers. Wow. Okay. That's that kind of show today. All right. Yep. Mark okay. that twelve fifty-one. Cool. All right. Uh Bounty Hunters 23, Black Panther number six, Avengers Forever number six, X-Men 92, House of XC2, number two, Deadpool Bad Blood number two. And uh, my buddy's been reading this. He's been saying that King Conan number five, uh, he's that he said the King Conan series has been fantastic. So hmm. issue five comes out uh this week. But the book we both read for Marvel this week that we want to uh, touch upon real quick. Yeah. It's a ghost rider number three by ben, a friend of the podcast, Benjamin Percy. And um, this was, I, I feel like issue two, like really cranked it up a notch. Mm-hmm. And then issue three, this was a little bit more along, along, along the lines of what we got in issue one, but fantastic stuff here. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're Ghost Rider, he is—he's he, about to come out in full force. I think. Yeah, and so Corey Smith was the artist on this series, and I think he's still involved in some capacity. I do question though how much though, because we're starting—we see Brent Peoples in on this issue, and I think if you look at the. Uh, if you look at League of Comic Geeks, which is where Joe and I look at, I know people, some people use Previews World. We see that like someone else is coming in for the sixth issue of Ghost Rider, and then for the like anniversary issue that Ben Percy's doing, he's got a different artist than Corey Smith. So I think that kind of explains why we've had this pause in the action because there was a pretty significant gap between issue two in this week's issue. But yeah, I re- like this when I was looking at what's coming out. Like, all right, it's time to catch up on this, and there's a lot of. Johnny Blaze kind of examining himself and using the setting to kind of talk about this character. But what was really awesome was the imagery that we get throughout all of this. And I think that's one of the, the yeah. one of the greatest strengths of Ghost Rider so far. So I hope Corey Smith is involved in most of the rest of these issues. Um, as much as you know, Percy's art is I mean, Percy's writing is really is has been playing a big part in the success of this series. Um, but like what we see with Ghost Rider in this issue and like um and just you know how he kind of comes to surface and then how he kind of impacts other things around him without trying to get too spoilery. Just, we get that, that, um, a combination of both metal and then that horror vibe that Ben is Mm -hmm. talking about too. Like that has been a consistent theme throughout all this where we're like ghost rider. Yes. You should have metal elements to it, but it should feel like kind of scary, kind of fucked up when I'm looking at some of this stuff. And we get quite a bit of that in this issue as well. So while I do agree with you that like, things kind of shifted in a certain direction with issue two and it was cranked up maybe a little bit more with like the grossness and some of the action. 
this did have less action, but the action that we got was still exactly the kind of stuff that we want. Yeah, yeah, Ghost yeah. Rider. yeah. It's been it's been great storytelling, and I want the horror vibes more than anything else. So we, and you get that with his writing, and you get that oddly enough with the lettering. The, mm-hmm. You know, I I, yeah. I, I I don't know who the letterer is off the top of my head, but he does a really great job with you know with the thought bubbles and with the text. It just it gives it it adds. It adds to the overall vibe of this book. So Ghostwriter has been tremendous. And look, the, the I agree with you on the horror. Like that is what's made this book so awesome. I Because I do think that like, because that's where Ben's writing, especially is coming through and everything like that. But there is a certain image that is more on the metal side of things. I, I you know, we can't talk about without spoiling necessarily. So I'm not going to go into detail on it. Um, but it's just, the, the, it takes over, like they, they do, they end up doing like a spread with this certain image and it's just this whole thing across the, the, the two pages, yeah, yeah, yeah. whole, it's just so badass. I absolutely yeah, yeah. love it. So some awesome stuff there. We move forward to DC. Um, of course, we got a couple annuals this week. We got Batman 2022 annual, Action Comics annual, uh, Nice House on the Lake issue nine. We got the first issue of um, Justice League Road to Darkness Crisis. Sorry, Road to Dark Crisis. Um, this might be just a one-off too. I tried looking at this, but then some of the art, I was just like, ah, I don't know. And it's a lot of like team-ups and different things like that. I know they got some stuff going on with um, Road to Dark Crisis. Um, there's like a, a, a couple things that will come up in, throughout the rest of the solicit. We also got uh, Batman Beyond the White Knight Showcase Edition. This collects the first two issues um, of this series. Do you have an issue with it? You're on mute, bro. This is your first show. Jeez. I know, right? What the fuck are we doing here, DC? Right with with the with this two issue, the, the three issue compendium for 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 Jodorowsky's uh, Batman. We had a two issue showcase edition. What the fuck? What, what are you doing? So you haven't? You don't like that? No, I just I, I, I'm trying to figure out like what are they fucking trying to accomplish? Two. Uh, this, I think this, it's book's only, this book's only three issues in. You're gonna so now you're gonna sell a. Uh, a two issue showcase edition. I think two issues is too much. I think if you're doing three, I think that for, especially for like a, a series like this, I don't think that's the worst idea because that's a quick and easy way to get people to jump in and stuff like that. I think they're, they're onto something. I don't think they've figured it out yet, but I think that they're onto something. Whatever happened to just, you know, here's a second, you know, second print, third print. If it's, I mean, if they, it's doing that well, right. If it's doing that well, you send it to second print and you print it out and you put it back on the shelves. That's a fair it's, point. It's probably going to cost them more money to to put these two things together, make a bigger, thicker book. They'll charge you more money for it, of course. Mm-hmm. But like, why not? Why not just okay? Hey, book one fucking sold out. It's a fantastic series. Boom, second printing, issue one. Here it goes. People buy. Guess what's still probably on the shelves? Issue two, issue three. Right, like, you might be right. I mean that that's it's just, fair. It, just, it just sounds dumb. Like what are we what are we fucking doing here? Every series now, where you gonna we're gonna put on a special volume every two issues now. You can't wait till six to put out the fucking trade. I see, uh, but I I think you raise a point in like why aren't they doing the the, the reprints or the, the 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 second printing? There's but they're not just doing this for no reason though. Like I something tells me like it's not an issue for us. Like that's kind of why I'm like I'm open to it. Um, it's it's an issue for people who just haven't who were late to jump in on it or hesitant to jump in on it. So I, I don't know. I still think I don't think it's a bad idea. Uh, two I issues. Two I, issues. I think it's seem, wildly dumb. 
with six with a six issue thing, two issues seems like a bit of a reach. Do three issues like you did with the the Batman's or the was they only did it with did they do it with Zadarsky stuff or they only do it with Tom Taylor's um. I know they did it with Tom Taylor. Uh, it was it was it was Zdarsky's. Um, they did it with the night. Okay, the night. Yeah, because uh, I know they they did it with the um the Dark Knights of Steel. So I, I know they did it there too, which I like that idea. Um, I thought it was great for that one. That one made perfect sense. With with the Zdarsky one was a little bit like oh, it was like okay, it's twelve issues too. That does make sense. Um, this one I w- two issues is a bit surprising. But anyways, um, uh, there yeah. was there was wow. a. a, a one other thing I want to talk about, but actually we we touched on Nice House on the Lake issue nine. I mentioned it. Did you have anything you wanted to add about it? Yeah, I just did. This book is like it's just it's a it's a wild conundrum for me because it's like one issue I love it, next issue what are we fucking doing here? Next hmm. issue I love it, right? And so like this issue was mostly like what the fuck are we doing here? And really? then like the the but then the end, right? There's a couple of things that happen towards the back half of this book. You're like. All right, all right, but like, it's it's huh. it's time to wrap it up, <laughs> right? Yeah, because like, it's only twelve issues, right? Yeah, so it's like it's kind of been like the same stuff, like you know, and then we get a couple of flashes in this book here, like the like when it came off hiatus, that book was awesome because I didn't like the way I didn't like the book that sent it on hiatus, and when it came back from hiatus, I loved it. And the issue after that I was like, well, what are we fucking doing here? And it's like, uh, okay, this is great again. And this issue was mostly meh. And then it's like, oh, oh, okay, all right. Can, can we can we get there now? It's time. Let, let's get there now. So like, it's like it's like there. I just feel like this with this being a twelve issue series, mm-hmm. probably like eight. I bet eight would have been the real sweet spot for this. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I and this is like the closest thing to like creator owned that DC has done since like Vertigo stuff, right? Other than like even Black Label kind of. Kind of pushes. Well, I think, I think it is continue. I, I think it is Black Label, is it not? Yeah, no, I'm saying, but like, I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry. Um, like Black Label with like Batman and stuff like that. You are right; it is Black oh, Label, right, but right, like right, just yeah, it's yeah. its own original story. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. So this is it's oh. interesting that they're they're the tie-ins running into these things. But I've been saying we've been saying this for a while. Like you, yeah, I know you don't like want to go and question too much the tie-ins specifically when you're talking about the the frustrations that you've had. But I, I I've noticed like it's not, it's apparent to me like how you've had like a roller coaster ride with him yeah. over the past year or so. And I think just all the stuff that he's kind of gone through with the um. What is it? The sub Substack stuff. I know. I know he's bounced back strong in a lot of ways for you, but I feel like there that like lull that you had with a lot of his stuff. It's probably like, well, this it kind of coincides with some of the other things that he's been doing. So probably ran into some issues. Just, where be- just, yeah, because it just felt like a lot of the stuff that he was already doing kind of fell fell to the way. Like took a back seat to some mm-hmm. of this other stuff, and it happens, right? You know, right. I still I see still on my Mount Rushmore of writers. You know, but like like Joker, like I think Joker's just got one issue left, and mm-hmm. uh, which has been great. And and this is like it's just been a bit of a roller coaster. I feel like like it, this is something that just needed to be tightened up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I felt like that with Department of Truth too. There was that that, that one arc where I felt like ah, uh, like uh, it got a little a little much, right? Mm-hmm. It was like it got really, 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 you know really wordy and say where where are we going with this so but i'm excited to see how it ends like i can kind of see where it's going but like i feel like 12 issues might have been a little too much for this 
Okay. I mean, and, and that's so. This is one I do plan on reading at some point, uh, just because of how you've uh, you know you've talked about and everything. But um, when we are going to talk about another tie-in book in a short bit, but there is one more DC book that I did want to touch on. So we've talked about Shadow War quite a bit. You've explained your displeasure that you've had because, of course, it's crossing over into your Robin book, which you've really enjoyed and everything. Crossing I've, over to everything. I've had to read you know, four. You got to read four oh, different books. To that's keep right. You up. read Batman too, but yes, you do. But you only the only difference for you is reading Deathstroke Inc. because you do read Batman as well. Um, but for me, it's the inverse where I don't read the other two. Although I am going to be reading Batman once Chip hops on. Um, but I had enjoyed Shadow War up until the second to last thing. So that would have been Robin. And I was like, oh, like we get this big reveal of who the villain is, who's been behind it the whole time. And then it's like, who I'm sorry, what? And like, I'm cool with bringing in characters who we don't necessarily know all that. Well, you know that you can definitely do that and it can work, but I'm like, okay, like make it cool for me when we, we read this next thing. And shadow war Omega is what brings it all to an end. And I'll tell you what, like I reviewed this for geek for a while. I think I gave it like, by my math at the end, I think it came out to like a 6.67 uh, oh. out, out of 10 or 6.7, however you look at it. Fell because real like, flat for you, huh? Yeah, the art, look, the art's solid. Like, I gave the art an 8. Like, it's fine. Like, it's like it's not like this crazy thing that, like, blows me away and I'm like, holy shit, it's awesome. It's solid. But, man, the story of it's in and of itself, and it's just like, this feels like I've seen this a million times before. That's the motivation. That's why we're here right now. And then, like, just the right, like, the, the dialogue, too, and some of it's just like, I get it. You have things that pop up. Look, their kids might have read this event, and then they, they were fine with it, like because it was really cool for a while until like the end. And I don't care too much. You you know, like with me, when it comes to ending, like I don't need this like oh I didn't see that coming ending. Like I just I need it to be solid and well written and like some cool action, whatever. Like that's fine. But with this, it was just like okay, you've made it so much about this other force that's an unknown. You're going to tell us who it is, and they do. But you need to make it somebody like I'm going to kind of be interested by their, their involvement. And it just wasn't that. It was very important. And that was important throughout the course yeah. of the story. So um, I don't like the, the stuff that happens with Deathstroke with, in, in the second to last issue was really interesting. The epilogue in Shadow War Omega was great. Like that I'm very excited about, um, you know, what's going to come out of this whole event for sure. But like in, in the end, like it was like it was fine. Like and it started off pretty damn strong so i'm disappointed with how uh how this all kind of wrapped up in the end yeah it's a bummer i'm glad i didn't, I didn't invest too much into it and i'm mildly mad that it disrupted some of my favorite books but it is what it is nicholas um we move on to image mm. uh so we have little monsters number four uh oh, excellent Mm -hmm. uh the scorched number six which i haven't had a chance to read yet um, good for good some stuff. reason our, our review copies at least on my devices it takes forever to load with scorched you mean scorched spawn king spawn all yes of it takes, like, all the spawn books do yep um uh, what's the furthest place from here number six this is one where we, i think we both read the first issue and then we we're just like yeah fell off. it seems it, it seems wildly popular people people seem to like it Okay. Um, I was higher on it coming out of that first issue, I think, than you were. And that first yeah. issue was like a super loaded a, one. It was a slog, man. It was big. It so was, maybe it was I'll maybe I'll take another look at it uh, and and maybe go back to that first issue and then and dive in. Unless you are you itching to no, not one bit. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll try to make some time for it then. Um, so it looks like we talked about step by bloody step. We read it last week, but it comes out this week. But there's mm -hmm. a book here, Nick. Before we get dive into the number ones that I absolutely have to talk about. Oh yeah. 
Have you read this one yet? Have you read uh, Righteous Search for Vengeance number eight? Righteous Search for Vengeance? I thought you were talking about Loaded Bible, Blood for, Blood of My Blood, issue four. No? Yeah, what? yeah, because that's that's right that's right up my wheelhouse. Yeah, I, I read yeah. that first issue and I was like, eh, 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 <laughs> no, like, no. Um, but, but anyways. Have, but, but have you read um, A Righteous Search for Vengeance number eight yet? Oh, I did. I did. And it was, it was freaking awesome. So uh, let me tell you something. So this series, right, like, I remember when we we first read it. We've talked about this time and time again. It's like there's no, it's very little dialogue. We're both like, this is very intriguing, but we have no idea where it's going. You know, Rip Remender generally is not going to let you down, right? Mm. And you, as we go through this book, it's just you start to learn a little bit more. You start to little bit learn a bit more. We've had some 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 panels and some scenes where the action's gotten a little a little violent, little grotesque at points. But this issue, Nicholas. I had a very difficult time getting through this book just because the art, man, like, and, and some of the, some of the panels there um, was just, it was flat out. Like they didn't hold back. No, it was the most gruesome. Uh, there was, there was some of the most gruesome torture scenes I've ever seen, period, mm-hmm. especially in a comic book, you know, and, and I, there, I got squeamish. I legit got squeamish, and the way this this issue ended, I was like, I want that, I want the next one now, right? Yeah, right. So, just this series for me came out of fucking nowhere, man. And I, you have to be careful who you recommend it to, but like, I wouldn't think twice about recommending it. So, the artist on this is Andre Lima uh, Arujo, and the colorist on this is Crystal Halloran. And I couldn't agree with you more. Like, they do some pretty. Some pretty crazy shit in this issue. I mean, and, and what's so impressive is that like they just in in this in the whole issue, it's pretty much just covering the span of like one scene. Yeah, that's it. But so much, much happens, happens in the course of it. And yeah, like you said, they, it does get very gross. This isn't for um, like if you have issues with just if you have issues with seeing blood, like don't read this. Yeah. You can't. Um, this, you're the only. Like, I'm sorry, but it's just there's no two ways about it. But if you are somebody who appreciates a lot of action, you you have no problem dealing with violence. Absolutely, must read stuff. No yeah. questions asked. Like if mm-hmm. the, the the whole reason, obviously, we've been reading this from the start, so we're not going to do this as a TLDR book. That's not how this show goes. But it would absolutely be a TLDR worthy book. And for anybody who's new to indies, you know, like like this is definitely an this easy, is a quintessential qu- indie book. Yeah, quick and easy way to hop in on this because it moves so fast that you're just yeah. going to like. You're going to like when I, I can't imagine like we talk about like, you know, blowing through things and like a trade and everything and stuff that's just not like you don't have to. You can't put it down. And you just read it in one sitting. It, this is like you can read this in like like under an hour, like the whole first trade, I would think. A hundred percent. These first eight issues you, you could read in an hour because the first three books is, is not a lot of dialogue. It's just all you're, you're following the story along. And then but even then, when the dialogue does pick up, it's it never feels you know, bogged down with dialogue nope. or nope. narration. Um, it's it's just it's just really it's just really good storytelling and and really vicious art. And this is this is like I said, it's a quintessential indie book. And you can you read read the whole series very quickly and be like, "Fuck, man, that was intense." It was so fucking awesome. And like we talk about the the 
like good questions being posed throughout the course of a story too. Like that's like a very important thing for me as I'm reading. It's like, okay, what are the questions that I'm asking in like, you know, in terms of the plot and stuff like and Honestly, if I'm not asking myself questions about like what, like the, the structure of the story or, or maybe the art or, or things like that, then I'm usually going to be in a good spot. But with this, like, it's so confusing out the jump. You have no clue what's going on, but it's so fast that like, you can't even like, you don't even like you just don't know where to begin necessarily, yeah. but you know it's like okay, this is kind of cool, this is different. So it's just for a lot of different reasons. Rights to Thirst for Vengeance is a must read comic right now. Um, and don't and seriously, like, don't wait uh, again on this is an image book, so this is creator owned. Don't wait for this to come out in, in trade form for the second volume. Like, go read the first volume, get the rest of the issues. You're gonna, and, and if you think your pull list is too jammed, this is one book that you like of any book. This is one book that you can absolutely fit mm -hmm. on your pull list because it's just so quick the way you read it. Do you it. know how long this is supposed to run for? I don't know. I mean, in like, I mean, the, I, way, I mean, the way the story's going, you feel like it's going to be wrapping up soon. But damn. you would think, but at the same time, they tell stuff so quickly that it's just, or they can they can tell so talk about so little in the story, but also do it at such a rapid pace mm -hmm. that it, they can kind of go on for another for for a while. Like I, I yeah, don't yeah. know, so I don't know, but I have to I, look that up. I would like to see it. Like, I, I think it would be good for it to uh, wrap up soon. Just based on, like, you know, based on the events of this issue, as much as it was just kind of one thing, it does make sense for this to kind of come to a close. And we need to yeah. have a serious development for that to change. Oh, definitely. So for the first issues, uh, as you kind of hinted at before, we got the Phalanx issue one, um, and we got a writer artist on this, uh, Jonathan Luna. I will be giving this one a look just because I, I'm big on like checking out stuff done by writer artists because I think that is a significant challenge. So, and then you have like one creator of, you know, one creator mind working on this. So I'm interested in that. But, well, well, what I was going to say is that these next two of these three books that are coming out from image seems like they're old, like original image titles that they're oh, reprinting, that's, they're redoing, they're okay, re-releasing. No. There's, there's a lot of that going on with image this month where they're re-releasing a lot of their original stuff so with the phalanx here i think what we're getting you're right no you're right sort I'm of a uh an updated version of that original you know i remember seeing this and seeing the lettering on this very vividly and it, when i saw the name i was like oh yeah okay why did i not look at this like it seemed like it seemed familiar and now i'm looking at the synopsis yeah this came out in 92 this is not a new thing so yeah, i yeah, still yeah. i still am going to give a look at it because this is some throwback shit but um aside from oh, me definitely. sounding like a jackass um <laughs> this is not new <laughs> um, Super Freaks issue one, which is celebrating 10 years of Savage Fincast podcast with a, an official fan tribute to every fan favorite Finhead. Uh, this is like, it's, this like a fan, it's, 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 it's Savage Dragon written by the fans. Okay. Like Savage Dragon was one of those original right. image we're not, books, right? We're so. not Savage Dragon guys, so I, I've no. thought about giving that a look someday. Maybe someday I will, but it's just, you know, so much good stuff out there. Speaking of good stuff out there, from James Tynan and Gavin Fullerton, we got The Closet, issue one from Image Comics. Uh, why don't you hit us with a synopsis real quick? Tom is moving cross-country with his family and dragging the past along with them. His son, Jamie, is seeing monsters in the bedroom closet and will not let them go. A tale of existential family horror. So, like, we, we I just sort of get off this little diatribe of Nice House on the Lake. It's been very up and down for me, and I feel like a lot of the books that Tynan had been writing prior to the, the Substack move and maybe how they got taken a backseat, right? 
you know, and, and I said, you know, he's still he's still on my Mount Rushmore. He's still one of my favorite writers. Well, this book is 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 a, is a is a reminder why, mm-hmm. right? Because this is I feel like Tynan at his best. Like, you know, he he understands. Uh, he writes characters really. Well. He writes people really well. You know, he does that. Sean Lewis does that. Jim Zdarsky does that really well, right? And so what we get in this book is. You know, you get a you get a husband and a wife, and 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 they've got a son, and you can tell there's tension there. Like, if you're reading it, it feels like, yeah, yeah, that that that's a married couple, right? Very like apparent. They, 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 it's it's very real, right? It feels very real. Yes, it does. And and then you you know you've got this child that's just sort of like he's in the background. He's take he takes a back seat to the parents constantly fighting. And I, I love some of the scenes with the father early on before, before he comes home. And he does seem like a bit of a, a bit of adult, but the yep. way that Tyne, and I'll always say this, it's, it's, it's while I, while I say he understands people and he writes characters really well, his greatest thing is building suspense. Hmm. The mm-hmm. way he builds it, the way he layers it and the, the way it all comes together. It's absolutely brilliant. I don't think anyone does it better to be honest hmm. with you. He just, he just, it just boom, boom, boom. It's paced. It's it's it, it just sort of lulls you in, and then boom, it hits yeah. you. And that scene, you get in the way it kind of you know, Gavin Fulton does a beautiful job with this. We just kind of go panel, panel, boom. What Whoa. the fuck? Yep. Right. What the fuck is right. Oh. And then the way it ends, like it was just, it was a, it was a it was a, it was a perfect Tynan book. Yeah, and I'm very excited about this. Yeah, and and you're right. Like this guy, the the character. You know, I I think it's like an interesting little wrinkle, and I'm curious if Tynan was thinking about this as he was writing, um, and, and kind of crafting the story. The character's name is Tom, but when you spell Tom, like obviously Thomas is T H O M A S. Of course, you can spell Thomas. Yeah. You know, with without an H in there. You know, different countries and things like that, different languages. But when you spell Tom, it's T O M. No, this character yes. is spelled T H O M, which I don't know about you, but that aggravates the shit out of me. Um, and look, like Tom to, York from Radiohead. Well, every name. okay. Well, to each their own how they spell their name. But as I'm reading this story, and it's a fictional character where it doesn't really matter. Uh, I'm like, you know, as this guy's kind of like coming across as a loser and everything. When I see that, I'm like, yeah, like Two I can. Fists. Yeah, exactly. It, it, the shoe absolutely friggin' fits. Um, but he is—you're he, absolutely right. He is a loser. They, but but relatable at the same time. I, I yes. think that the way they build up the dynamic and and, and honestly, like we're seeing—it's called the closet, and we don't see anything to do with the closet for a long time in this issue, and it does not matter because they're building up this very real story, this very real like, um, you know, character family dynamic and everything. So I thought it was great um, in, in, you know, a great first issue. So again, and again, another thing that moves at a, it starts off a little slow, but then picks up, uh, you know, at, at, and go, moves at a pretty quick pace. Um, never feel like a lull. It's just that there's, you know, kind of setting the stage and everything like that, but a very, very good first issue for sure. I like when he, he gets the advice from the guy, from the guy at the bar. Yeah. And he tries oh. to apply it at home and he completely fucks it up. So bad, dude. <laughs> so bad. I'm like, what? Like, do you have half a brain? Like, and up until I will say, up until that point, I was like, you know, I just feel bad for this character. Like, it yeah. just sounds like he's just, you know, was made yeah, some bad he's choices. He's a bit of adult. No, he's, he's a bit of adult. He, it's on him. Like, it's a hundred percent on him. It's no bad luck. He's just a moron. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so it so so the closet issue one from James Tynan and Gavin Fullerton. Definitely go pick that one up uh, from Image. Uh, we move over to Boom. Of course, we got Magic the Gathering issue 15, which I actually fell off on this one a while back. And I may I may try and hop back in at some point, but um, just kind of one of those things where just other things took a priority and everything like that. That's why I haven't talked about it in a while. Um, then we got Once in Future issue 26, which oh. never going to have an issue with that with, with, with oh. Once in Future. But I'll tell you what, man, like the last, the last image that we get in this, it's just like, man... Gillen is like fucking in one right now and he does not care. And he's just going to keep like messing with us every step of the way. And there's so much else that happens too. But that last thing was just like, Oh, so cool. Yeah. So awesome. I guess it it, was it 15, 16, right around. I was like, okay, this kind of needs to, we're jumping the shark a little bit. Now I'm like, yeah, jump all the goddamn sharks. Let's fucking do this. Yep. Fucking killing it. And, and I mean, it also helps too when you have Dan Mora as your artist. Oh, I and mean, I gotta say, this might be one of Dan's best covers. Um, that you know, is a good call. That's a pretty good call. I love it because you know you, you've got uh, you've Duncan and then the sword, but then like in the reflection of the sword, you you've got you know you know was it is it Arthur you know Demon Arthur right? Uh, whoever the character is that's sort oh, of I think in the that's reflection um, there. I think that's Galahad. I think that's his brother. Yes, it's Galahad. Yeah. Yep. So like, but just 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 that symmetry and the way it's drawn. I mean, it's just uh, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Well, he's one of the best in the biz right now. We've said it before. Like oh, he's yeah. he's yeah, one of the so. absolute like best interior artists right now. And I mean, that's why DC, of course, is doing so much. And I, I think that when we had that pause in the action with Once in Future, I gotta imagine it's because DC's having him do so much work over there. Well, he's, he's doing one's uh, world's finest. Yep, I was right. gonna say he's doing that. Plus and all I mean, the cover work he's doing. And I'm not reading that, but like at the same time, I've thought about it at times because, like, well, Dan Moore is drawing it, so it's. I've heard it's fantastic. I have the first three issues upstairs, so I might, I might give that a look at some point, or maybe you can yeah. take a look at it and see if it's TLDR worthy. Lord knows we yeah. haven't done a DC book on here in a while, in some but time, yeah, yeah. But it's been, um, it's been some really, really kick-ass stuff. I love Robin Hood. Like his look is just, yeah. oh. So I hope we continue to get more of him. But yeah, there's just so much going on right now. And and like we got we got a return of another character last issue. We see a little yep. bit more of that here. And that's going to be coming up over the next few issues. So there's just yeah. there's so much right now with once in future that it's hard to imagine this stopping, you know, anytime soon. And I don't want to Grand was great this issue. Yeah. Um from Dark Horse, we have We Have Demons issue three is now out in uh in, in paperback. So you can go grab that. Uh Stranger Things, Kamchaka. Number mm. three, yeah. which I, I have you been watching the show? Have you like? Have you, have you I, I haven't watched, we're gonna watch tonight. We're gonna watch. Okay, tonight. so if I, Megan wasn't home. I watched that with Megan. So we watched a few. I think we watched the first two, and then we started the third one last night. But we started kind of late, went out, and all this stuff. So like, I may or may not have fallen asleep. First two issues, first two episodes were great. Lauren finished the third one by herself. She said it was awesome too. I think it was. She thought it was better than the first two. But I will say, prepare yourself because you there's going to be some things that bother you. But it's really good. Just <laughs> well, so here's tall. the thing. I I very much disliked season three. For me, it goes you know so much better. Season one for me was an absolute perfect season of television. Mm. Like you put that up there with 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 anything. It was the, it was a perfect start to finish. Season two was okay. I really did not like season three. So I was not looking forward to this. But now that it's here, um, I am very excited to watch it. 
and we'll see. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to watch it 100. So I'll save my opinion. Similar boat. I felt that season one was obviously very good. Um, I, and I couldn't remember like it's been so so long for me. I couldn't really remember, but I thought that like I knew one of the the second and third was fine, and then the other one was like, eh, not you know it was okay, but it's like definitely a huge drop off from where the first season was. And I felt like after the first episode, like this is the best thing that we've gotten since the first season, second episode, same thing. And then, okay. you know, I trust Lauren's opinion. Like the third one was, we, we know she's got a better opinion than you. Based well, on guardians of galaxy rankings, you know, you know, if you look at my list, okay. Which I do actually have the list right here. It, you can understand how it would have slipped tonight. It's still number four in the MCU for me, but I like no way home more. And I have the two of, you know, infinity gauntlet related movies there. And then I have the Batman. I have dark Knight. Um, I have, uh, you know, I'm just going, I'm going through the whole thing. Fiance's have, past you. She's past I you, have Nicholas. Logan. I have Deadpool. Uh, I have Into the Spider-Verse. It makes, you can, like, I understand it was our number two movie, but if you look at the other ones I have, you know, if people would be open-minded for once, they could see, like, how that would slip, as much as I love Guardians, but anyways. She's past you. She's past you. That's okay. Yes, okay. Because you're going to keep saying the same thing and not listen to what I'm saying because you're a no, dick, never. but that's okay. Um, to finish up Dark Horse, we have Avatar Adapt or Die, issue two. <laughs> um, then we got Cyberpunk 2077, uh, Blackout issue one. This is from Bartosz Sizebor, who did some of the Witcher stuff that recently that yes. we like quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, Roberto Ricci is the artist on this. I haven't read any Cyberpunk stuff. You did talk about Cyberpunk a little while back, I think when Colin was writing it, correct? Yep. Yeah, so I still got to give that one a look. I think I'd give Trauma that a look. Center. It was fantastic, yeah. Um, and then uh, we don't got anything from IDW this week. We do from Dynamite have Red Sitha issue two, which that is Red Sonia's daughter, right? Okay. So, yes. Okay. <laughs> quote, oh, okay. quote. Okay, because I, I thought about giving that a look since I haven't read any Red First Sonya, issue but... was great, yeah, but it's a, it's a continuation of, you know. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Now, do we get clear from Comixology this week? Have you checked your uh, uh, tablet? I haven't checked yet. Don't, no, don't worry about it right now because you got to talk to me about the book that we got from AWA this week. Yeah, so I, I, I'm pumped about this. Um, so we have uh, a, a number one. It's called Think New Think Number One, written by Greg Hurwitz, who I believe wrote uh, Knighted. Uh, mm -hmm. An artist, Mike Diodato Jr., who you know, I love his stuff. He's you know, he does a lot of stuff for AWA. I think whether it's interiors right now, or or um, co well, no, because we're going to see later on. He's doing some art for Marvel. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. Good for him because okay. he's done art for Marvel in the past too. Mm -hmm. um, so, new thing number one: a Black Mirror style anthology examines oh. the rapid proliferation of technology, the cultural and political pol polarization of the country, and the technocrats that have driven us to such extremes of thought that we need to present uh, the present as something futuristic. So each of the five issues uh, is a standalone tale with its own art team. Present yeah. the present. That was, that was a yeah. little, I, I could see how that present would the present. Yeah. I, I had to think about that. Present the present. <laughs> present. The, uh, what? So I love the idea of this. So yes. it sounds like it's, so it's an anthology. So, you know, well, it, it's just kind of like silver coin, right? Like, Book one is this writer, this artist. Well, I think the artist is the same on on all of um, uh, Silver Coins. So I don't know if yeah, Hurwitz is writing the whole the thing. Yeah, if Hurwitz is writing the whole thing and it's a new art team on every book or if it's going to be a new combo uh, each book. But this, I mean, we got a glimpse, you know, AWA likes this sort of stuff. You know, with not all robots, you know, it was very, you know, it, it was very on the nose politically. You know, it just sort of, you know, swapped in robots for, you know, 
one one faction of of, of people in this country and uh, but like they do a really good job, I think, with this, where it's not like overkill. You know what I mean? And they've got the right group of writers and artists to tell these kind of stories hmm. um, at AWA. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to this. So when you look, when, for those who who maybe listen to our commentary about no not all robots, or if you're looking to catch up on you know look, listen back to old shows or anything like that, as you're you're kind of hopping on board. We were very high on not all robots, and then we kind of petered off, and then the the ending was good. The they social, had a pacing problem, I think. Yes, the well, social yeah. commentary in that series was very well done. I had no yeah. issues with the that. Satire it was fantastic. It was really good, and in that, like you said, on the nose, but absolute. The problem, like you said, it was pacing. It was trying to figure out what it was supposed to be because that was to- originally we were told that was supposed to be a five issue series, and it yeah. felt. Was we're reading through like the third and fourth issue, it's like, uh, okay, like this is supposed to be coming to an end. How is this kind of making like where are we going here? And then they spent a lot of time with the family where it was like, this is like some of the stuff's okay, but so, and some of the stuff's funny, but a lot of it's like, what are we doing? Where are we going? So, like, but again, the ending was solid. It was like, I feel like the second, the third and fifth, the third and fourth issues were the ones that were like the problems for us. Um, so Again, it was like a solid series. I'm excited for the second volume. Of oh, it, but no doubt, no doubt. But when where it you, ended, but it definitely had a pacing problem. Yeah, but when you, when you again, when you talk about new think, like you know, we didn't get the review copy for this one, unfortunately. But we'll be talking about it, I'm sure, and catching up uh, in next issue of TLDR. But I'm very excited for this. This mm. sounds awesome. It sounds like something that might piss me off a little bit too, though, because like Black Mirror and te- like the technology stuff where we see it take over, like that is an easy trigger for yeah. like any yeah. fucking time I see those the robot places like at MIT or whoever in our friggin' state yeah. that you and Stop I live it. in. Stop it. Like, Stop it. Stop why? it. Stop why? Stop it. Why? Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, so, but I'm excited. Uh, but like for in terms of reading though, that can be some fun stuff once in a while. Yeah. Um, all right, so now we move forward in our solicit. Now that we've done so much for uh, the, for what's new this week, we look to the week of the eighth. Uh, why don't you take us through Marvel? All right, so for Marvel, this uh, the second week of June, we have Thor twenty six, uh, the Amazing Spider Man number three. I won't do it. Uh, Venom number eight, uh, Star Wars twenty four. Marauders number three, Legion of X number two, Savage Avengers number two, and then we have two, right? Two, three number ones coming out this week. We have Jane Foster and Mighty Thor number one, written by Torin uh, Gronbeck and artist Michael Dowling. Uh, we have Fortnite Marvel Zero War number one, written by Christos Cage, Donald Mustard, artist uh, Sergio Fernandez de Villa, and this is just a Marvel Fortnite crossover event, for Ooh. which I'm assuming there is probably um, codes in each comic book that you can download for skins and various things. And Fortnite, Batman, and, and Fortnite did that with Batman very successfully, so I could see Marvel wanted to cash in on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have a Star Wars book that um, eh, seemed it seemed interesting, and uh, mostly because of the writer. So we have Star Wars Tales, Kirsten, number one, written by Kieran Gillen, um, Jason Aaron, and artist Mike Diodato, Mark Lamming, uh, Will Sliney, and Mike Mayhew. Um, he thrilled all audiences in the Book of Boba Fett, now experienced the stories that made him a legend. The deadly Wookiee bounty hunter called Kirsten. 
sure I'm doing that correctly. It's almost unstoppable, but you can get it. But can you get him on your side for a price? On the desert world of Tatooine, witness Kirstan hunt down Jedi in hiding Obi-Wan Kenobi in a tale set between Star Wars Episode 3 and 4. Then, as Rebel Alliance clashes with Darth Vader, get ready for the ultimate Wookiee fight. Who will be left standing when Kirstan takes on Chewbacca? Finally, Kirstan's... Wow, you're doing a pretty good job of this. <laughs> from his years in the gladiator pits to an alliance with Dr. Afra and to serve up some well-deserving revenge. Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, you have my you have my attention a little bit on this one. I, I am interested. In, I, I might give Jane Foster and Mighty Thor a look at this one. Uh, I feel like we're seeing quite a bit from Torin Gronbeck. Um, from, I don't you did not put that in the private chat, by the way. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to delete it. Yes, I, I screwed that up. I apologize. Um, but it, we, we move forward. Um, I'll see if I can get rid of it at some point. I, I can't do it on StreamYard. But anyways, um, but yeah, so uh, so this this I, I am interested in this character. I believe Kieran created this character. So that's kind of that's kind of cool to see him working on that again. Yeah. Working with Star Wars. Stuff and Mike Diodata, right? So we just we just talked about that. Right. Um, then we look at DC. So we got Batman 124, Dark Knights of Steel issue 7, Flashpoint Beyond 2, Batman Killing Time 4, Batman Beyond Neo Year issue 3, Monkey Prince issue 5, uh, Earth Prime 5, and it looks like uh, I don't know what's going on with the Flash here. Um, or is it Earth Prime the Flash? Can you, can you shed a little light on your notes here, Joe, just so I'm uh, clear what's going on? And you're on no, mute I, again. Yeah, I know. I was typing something. No, that's uh, how that's how it's written. It's Earth Prime number five. The, oh, Earth Prime five number five. The Flash. Okay, and that's what is the issue number on that though? That's where I'm confused. It, it, it's Earth Prime number five. But what's the, the Flash? Issue? Okay, number five. The issue so there should is be a colon. Five. There should be a colon. Okay, this sounds like it's off. That's, Anyways, that, that's I'm gonna pull it up right now. It's exactly how it is on League of Comic Geeks. Okay, you do that. I'm gonna take us through the first the, the number one issues we got here. We got Nubia, Queen of the Amazons, issue one. Uh, Stephanie Williams and Aletha Martinez. I you know I've been in and out on some of the Amazon stuff. I am interested in Nubia though. So again, I might give it a look, but we'll see. You know if it, if it hooks me in. Um, Multiversity Team Justice Issue 1 by Ivan Cohen and Danny Lore. From, uh, we also got DC Pride 2022 Issue 1. Uh, we got a, a whole cast there. Thank you. That's what I thought. Um, I, and I'm Ron Burgundy, so I need to have it written out exactly for me. Um, Poison Ivy Issue 1 from G. Willow Wilson and Marcio Takara, which I might give this a look because I, I do like Poison Ivy and the Harley Quinn show, although I haven't read that Harley Quinn series yet. I do need to try and give that a look. But there are a couple other first issues that I know you wanted to highlight from DC. You're yes. on mute. Yes, God. I know. I was trying to type something, dingus. Uh, so Dark Crisis, number one, written by Joshua Williamson, artist by Daniel Semper. Um, crisis on Infinite Earths, Infinite Crisis, Final Crisis, and now Dark Crisis. This epic event, years in the making, is finally here. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and the rest of the Justice League are dead. The remaining heroes are left to protect the world from an onslaught of violent attacks by DC's greatest villains. Villains. Can the legacy heroes step out of the shadows of the classic heroes to form a new Justice League? And will that be enough to stop the darkness of uh, greater... Darkness greater than anything we've ever faced from destroying everything. I butchered that, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, get the <laughs> point. <laughs> I actually, for, I remember we talked about the Justice League being dead. And did you end up, I know you said you were. I still haven't read it yet. 
I haven't either. Like DC was like when we first started our show, like DC was so high in my books. Um, and they've really like they've just they've fallen off in a lot of ways. And I and I've and I look, they, they, there is still a lot of good stuff coming there. We love everything that Tom Taylor's doing. We're excited to see Chip Zdarsky do some more stuff over there. And there are some other cool things. Like I still like what they're doing with Deathstroke for the most part. Um, and that's of course that's Williamson right now. He's had like a different mix of artists over there, but I it's like they're not. They have definitely struggled post um, post uh, death metal, I, I, I yeah. would say. But yeah. uh, there is one other book that you wanted to highlight from them, I think. Yeah, uh, I won't go too deep into this one, but uh, Aquaman Andromeda, number one. This one piques my interest because of the creative team behind it, writer Rom V and artist uh, Christian Ward. So okay. this is going to be a black label Aquaman book. So oh, okay. I'm very intrigued, very intrigued by this. Okay. All right. I, I am interested in that. Because that yeah. it's, when you're talking black label, anything Rom I, now, I don't know how I feel fully about Rom B though. I gotta be honest, like I've read some stuff and I've enjoyed it, some stuff has been kind of like okay, he's, he's very, he's a very heady writer, mm-hmm. and so I think it's, I think for me, his books are either you're either all in on the book or it's just not for you, mm-hmm. right? He's not someone I think that as you know, because he's he's relatively new on the scene, you know, he's sort of found his stride where it's like, you know, like oh, like. For me, Rom V is if he's writing it, my interest is peaked. I'm going to give it a chance. It's not mm-hmm. like, oh, it's James Tynan. I'm getting it. I'm reading it. I know it's going to be right. Boom. Right. I think like right like because I loved um, the many deaths of Layla Starr. Right. But I think Radio Apocalypse not so much. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That was, yeah. That's, his black. His black. His uh, Swamp Thing he did for Future State was great, but his Swamp Thing that he's been doing was like, eh. so it's like right now it's like I think it mm-hmm. just. You know, I think it depends on the title and what he's doing. It's like, again, you're either all in on the book and it's tremendous, or it's like it just isn't for me. The potential's there though for for this. Oh, hundred percent. And I know there are some people out there who like really, really like Romping too. So that maybe that's this is where he's always going to kind of be, and maybe just like he's not someone that kind of hits home for us necessarily. But uh, I'll take us through these next few that we got. So we got Image, we got Spawn three thirty, Twig issue two. Um, of course, going through image with Time Before Time, issue 13, Sweet Paprika, issue 10, uh, That Texas Blood, issue 14. Something that I think I'm going to go and try and give a look at at some point. Because I remember being interested when I first saw it, but um, never never gave it a look. Metal well, Society, I think John Lee's talked about it, so it was one of his favorite books. That, that sounds right, yeah. Um, Metal Society, issue 2, which is a top cow book. We're also getting Cyber Force, 30th Anniversary, Commemorative Edition, Issue one. Uh, this is Eric Silvestri and uh, Chiodo. Of course, this is a brand new book too. This is not at all a thing that's been around for thirty friggin' years. Um, <laughs> so this is a brand new thing that we've never seen before. But I actually will be giving that a look. I think I did back the Kickstarter, so I forget what when I did. But I'm, I'm, I should be getting something um, some point down the line from them if I haven't already. I think I actually did. Anyways, uh, boom. We got Mighty Morphin issue twenty. Dune. The Waters of Canley, issue two. And then a first issue from Boom, we got Orcs, uh, exclamation point. The Curse, issue one, uh, by Christian Larson and Eric Powell. Dark Horse, we got the second issue of Jenny Zero, volume two, from our guys Dave Dwanch, Brockton McKinney, and of course Magenta King. Uh, and then The Ward, issue one, by Kevin Scott and Andres Ponce, or Andre Ponce. And then uh, why don't you take us through these next few? We got IDW next. So IDW, we have Last Bot Standing, number two. Uh, and then we have a number one from them, TMNT, The Armageddon Game, Opening Moves, number one, written by longtime TMNT writer Tom Waltz okay. and artist uh, Fernando uh, Paniche. 
uh, again, it's, this might be one we want to read because apparently the Rat King is a thing. Uh, we just never knew about it. The Rat King is scheming behind the scenes and, and it will be up to Shre the Shredder to find out a way to stop the trickster god and his new trio of Terra Madman, Null, Baxter, Stockman, and uh, Leather Krang. Will the former master of the Foot Clan be able to locate the necessarily counterpieces to foil the Rat King's latest deadly gambit, or will chaos rule the day at NYC uh, and Mutant Town? One okay. thing's for certain: the answers won't be found only in one dimension. So, hmm. this has the potential to be real nutty, real weird. But I didn't hear any mention of the turtles in there. Uh, so we're getting a Rat King Shredder book. It sounds like so. Maybe oh. I'll read the first issue and see where it goes. Yeah, I still gotta go. I, I've started reading Shredder. This we do get review copies from IDW, but there's been like issues, you know, for, for whatever reason. And I remember one of them for me was like Shredder in Hell. I was reading that, and then like something happened. Did you? You never read that, right? Shredder in Hell. I, I haven't. I, I got the the issue, but I didn't. I didn't read it yet. I, at some point, I'm gonna give that one a look at because I'd like to talk about that one on the show. If um, you know, at, at, at some point, if I end up liking it. But anyways, uh, what else we got from the uh, week of the eighth? So from AWA, we have ETER number two, which is sort of a, a collection oh. of books uh, in, in, one, in, in one book there. Uh, Vault, we have Quests Aside number two. Uh, from Aftershock, we have Dogs of London two. We Live Age of Paladins number three. The Lion and the Eagle number four. And then a couple of number ones. We have Astronaut Down number one, written by James Patrick, artist Rubine. And we have uh, Where Starships Go to Die, number one, written by Mark Sable and artist um, Alberto uh, Locatelli. I'll tell you what, the covers of both these books look fantastic. Something I'm definitely going to keep my eye on because uh, Aftershock, you know, uh, they, they've been killing it. They've been killing yeah. it. So um, those definitely look interesting. And then to sort of round out the rest of the week, we have uh, Invincible Red Sonia, number nine, from Dynamite Comics. We have from uh, Valiant Archer and Armstrong number two, uh, from Titan we have Blade Runner Origins number twelve, which I believe is the conclusion to that, and nothing from Source Point Press or Comicsology. That all right, and then we move into the week of the fifteenth, and of course we got three more weeks because this is one of those loaded months for us. The week of the fifteenth, Joe, um, we got Marvel. Why don't you start us off like you do? All right, so we have Wolverine twenty two. Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood, number two. X-Men Red, number three. And then we have uh, a couple of number ones here. We have Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty, number one, written by Jackson Lansing uh, and Colin Kelly, art by uh, Carmen uh, Carnero. Uh, we have Hulking and Wiccan, number one, written by Josh uh, Trulio and artist Jody uh, Nishijima. Nice job. Uh, thank you. And then we have one Nicholas has piqued your interest a bit. Why don't you tell the fine people about the new Fantastic Four? Yes. So, look, first of all, the Captain America book, I am interested in giving that one a look. We're going to get some Falcon and all of this stuff, too, I think, as well, looking ahead to, like, the second issue. Um, but with the new Fantastic Four, so this is new Fantastic Four Marvel Tales issue one, but we're supposed to be getting another new Fantastic Four, like, the actual first issue later on in the month. This one is written by Walt Simonson, artist uh, Arthur Adams, Gracine Tanaka, or Tanka, and uh, Art Thybert. The Fantastic Four here is Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Ghost Rider, and the Hulk. So, I mean, that sounds like a pretty cool team. So yeah. I, I don't think people need to hear much more than that. So, um, But this was like a thing, um, 
they was this is the the creative team that ushered in the world's greatest comics magazine to surprising new heights um, in Fantastic Four, uh, 347 to 349 back in 1961 when the Fantastic Four fall. The Invisible Woman summons a blockbuster quartet to seek vengeance. So this looks like it's going to be like a flashback to that stuff and just to get us all prepared for what's coming up later on in the month because that is a different creative team there. So um, you know I'm, I'm very excited to to this one. I'm like. Going to give a look, but I'm more excited about what's later on in the month. Um, let me look over to DC. We got Superman, Son of Kal-El, issue 12, coming out the week of the 15th. Spider, the, sorry, the Sandman universe, uh, Nightmare Country, issue 3, which Joe was out on because he's afraid, right? Just want that to be on yeah, record. I'm a, I'm a big time pussy for this. Okay. I just can't handle it. Okay. Um, Future State Gotham, issue 14. DC Pride, uh, Tim Drake special issue one is their only like first issue coming out that week, but I imagine it's just a one shot written by Megan Fitzmartin and art by Bellin Ortega. Uh, from Image, why don't you take us through that? All right, we have uh, we're on the right week here. Hold King on. Spawn, King Spawn, yeah, we go. It's King Spawn 11, Radiant Black 15, Slumber number four, <laughs> 8 billion genies number two. So good. Uh, I I'm called dibs on this, everybody, by the way. Joe, Joe uh, has to wait on that. I'm assuming you meant farmhand, number 18? Farmham. No, this is the, this is like the variant, like spider Far Farnham. Yeah. <laughs> Farmham. Farnham. Oh, my God. It's so bad. Wow. <laughs> and the town called Terror, number three, which has been excellent. And then Undiscovered Country, Destiny Man special, number one, written by Scott Snyder, uh, artist by Leonardo Marcello Grassi and Giuseppe uh, Camaculli. Uh, and then a couple of the number ones, Nicholas, you'd like to tell the people about. Yeah, and I look, I've been wondering what's going on with Undiscovered Country because it feels like there's been a serious pause in the action over there. Time. Um, yeah. So kind of concerned about the state of that book. But when we see a little special thing like this coming out, maybe it's more because of scheduling stuff as opposed to the success of the book. So uh, excited to get the special, but I'd like to just get back to the main thing as well. Mm. Um, but we got two. So we got one book here that is a... a creator um that's a writer artist which i always like as i've mentioned on the show quite a few times even today that i like that a lot do a power bomb issue one and this seems like something that's going to be up your alley joe mm. um lona steel rose who wants to be a pro wrestler uh but lives in the shadow of her mother's success before her we're going to ignore the typo there but that's okay that's not my fault um but everything changes when a wrestling obsessed necromancer asks lona to join the grandest and the most dangerous pro wrestling tournament of all time. So Daniel Warren Johnson, I'm not a wrestling guy, but I will say that John Lee's has like helped me kind of be more open to reading wrestling comics, of course, and you as well, Joe. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in giving this a look. And then we got seven sons. Uh, this is by Robert Windham and uh, Kelvin Mayo. So we got two writers on this. And then the artist is Jay Lee Delph. A young man who may be the second coming of Christ runs for his life as he attempts to learn the truth behind his existence. Simple synopsis, which, I, you know, we hear us talk about it on Change My Mind quite a bit. You don't tell us a lot in the synopsis. I feel like that's a good sign because you've got something good here. You don't need to share so much. Um, I am interested in this one. The cover is quite eerie looking, and I believe Lee is the cover artist as well. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you uh, fill me in on that one. Okay. Are you going to give the wrestling one a look, though? Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. You know, definitely for, for a first issue, no doubt. Um, from Boom, we have House of Slaughter number seven, Power Rangers 
What? I was I wasn't ready for a, a seventh issue of House of Slaughter. I didn't know. I thought it was going to be six and done. I thought that's what you were under the impression of. Yeah, and this would actually be number eight. We got seven already. Oh well, okay, <laughs> sure. That's what you think. House of Slaughter eight, Power Rangers twenty, Grim number two. I can't Oof. wait. That was that first issue was excellent. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, um, Alice yeah. Ever After number three. See, I gotta wait for this one. Mm. We're I gonna, gonna wait for this one. It'd be nice if we can end up doing those two books at the same time on a show. Yeah, nice nice. boom issue, uh, full yeah. full fledged issue of TLDR. Um, and then I'll just I'll, I'll run through Dark Horse here as well. So we have Tales from Harrow County, Lost Ones number two, Manor Black. Finally, Manor Black, Fire and Blood number three. It's been a huge pause. It's been a great return to the series. That's written by our guy Colin Bunn. Um, and then Breakout number three. And then um, from IDW. We have TMNT 130, and then the number ones, Best of Godzilla, uh, and then Star Trek The Mirror War, Cisco, uh, number one, and then... Uh, Can I just say real quick, like, I, the Godzilla stuff, I don't, I really don't get, but, like, yeah. the Star Trek stuff, as much as I am enjoying the Power Rangers Godzilla story that we're getting, like, but it's definitely a four kids thing. The Star Trek stuff, I would love to know if we have people, if we have listeners that are Star Trek fans, because I, IW keeps doing stuff. You are? I, I don't read the comics, but I, I enjoy the shows very much. Okay. I, well, I, if you like both or if you read the comics, like let it, let me know because I'm really curious because they keep doing stuff, so it must be somewhat successful. I just don't get it, but I'm not a Star Trek fan. The Trekkies so. out there, they're, they're large, large quantities. There's, large, there's a huge a huge fan base for Star Trek. You know, It might not be your cup of tea, uh, but it, it is – I mean, I've never read – any of the comics, I, you know, I'm a big Star Trek The Next Generation fan, um, but they've got, I mean, and Picard. Patrick uh, yeah, it's Patrick Stewart. Okay. And Picard's been great. I haven't watched some of the newer, other newer Star Trek shows, uh, but I've heard they're really great as well. So just because well, you don't, you know, doesn't mean other people don't enjoy it, Nicholas. I'll tell you who does enjoy it, and you're going to appreciate this. Lauren likes Star Trek. See, so. I knew I liked that girl. Yeah, well, that's yeah. Well, I'm the one that put the ring. It's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, but it's a good thing I was up your ass about it. Oh, oh, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Because I needed Joe to tell me to do that. Yeah. Well, you kind of did, Nicholas. Yes. You know, a little side note to 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 encapsulation of our our relationship. So today, I tell Joe like I want to make sure I read Ghost Rider before before we do the show because I had not read it until the day of recording this. And he says, "Oh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to do that too." Then, Um, and then he then tells me he writes read read it okay i read it as read ghostwriter i had just told him i was going to read the book i'm assuming you're telling me read it and i legitimately texted joe did you just tell me to read a book that i told no, you i'm already gonna i read, read. ghostwriter yes and it read was actually yes you were confirming that you have read you have finished ghostwriter after you yes. told me you were going to read it but that is the that is a, a, why i think that way because you're telling me what to do sometimes <laughs> what huh like uh, yeah i know um anyways so uh this is what the star trek brings out the best in us yeah. um from awa we got devil's highway volume two issue two the return to this series was awesome. And the cover for the second issue, which I believe I showed you this show, looks nuts. Um, yeah. The Joneses issue three. I keep having issue two staring yeah, at the top of my pile. Same. I got to give that a look. I did enjoy the first one. Um, yep, same. Vault, you're reading West of Sundown, right? Yes. Okay. Issue three Tremendous. comes out the week of the Tremendous. 15th. Yep. Aftershock, we got Bunny Mask, the hollow inside issue two. The return to this series was awesome. Um, and speaking of Paul Tobin related series, uh, A Calculated Man 
issue one he's writing this series and i saw the last name albuquerque and i was like oh wait really is that you were thinking rafael albuquerque yes but it's alberto jimenez albuquerque who i'm not quite as familiar with but i like paul tobin's work so i'm gonna you know anything he's doing right now i didn't love the the monsters inside one or whatever that was like i i read the first issue and i have some of the other ones i I didn't the first one didn't really do much for me but we'll see about the if i go back and look at the rest but still bunny mask i like so much that i'm gonna keep giving paul tobin a chance for a while even if he disappoints me over a few um but a quick synopsis just gonna read a couple sentences on the synopsis a verify verifiable math genius jack beans he used to run the numbers for the pinafore crime family until one day he ran them too well and concluded that the only way out of this life was in a casket or a witness protection. So he turned state's evidence and ran. Um, so it gets, so like, and this is full of murder, mayhem and, and mathematics. So it sounds like it could be kind of goofy, but also kind of like action packed and it's aftershock. So, you know, it's usually going to have kind of a scary flair. One would assume at least. And then before we move to the week of the 22nd, we have immortal red Sonia issue three, but let us pivot into the 22nd, Joe, and take us through Marvel. All right. So not a ton of uh, floppies that week. We have Moon Knight number 12, X-Men number 12, Immortal X-Men number 3, and Star Wars Obi-Wan number 2. Obi-Wan. Uh, what are you talking about? Yeah, Obi-Wan. <laughs> Typos yeah. galore over here. Yeah. Well, that's what happens, Nicholas, when you do your work last minute. I had my, I had my whole shit listed before you did, so you can piss off. I had it all done before you, though. You had it all done, but I had I had everything up, so you're aware. Eh, so suspect. Uh, so we have Miles Morales and Moon Girl number one, written by Mohal uh, Mashigo uh, and artist uh, Ig uh, Guara. I knew you were going to say Ig when I was writing. So Joe's not going to say Ig Guara, but the name is I think Ig Guara. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I, knew, yeah, I had a feeling you were going to do that. But the other ones, there are a couple of big first issues that I did want to highlight. Yeah, especially the second one you have here. So, so, so take it away. Next yeah, week. I'll let you do that one then, and I'll take this first one real quick. So I mentioned before, the new Fantastic Four, issue one. This is the week that it's supposed to be coming out. Very excited to see Spider-Man, Ghost Rider, Wolverine, and the Hulk. Um, the, 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 the team on this, it, the artist is Alan Robinson. Uh, not to be confused with the, I think, uh, Bears wide receiver. And then <laughs> Peter is Peter Davidson, not to be confused with that dude from SNL, yeah. uh, who I feel like half the DSG hates, if I'm not mistaken. Um, at least the Kanye love inside. I like him. Not because butthole eyes. Well, yeah, but he's also like pissing Kanye off. So I kind of enjoy that. But, um, but either way, I'm interested in this just because of the Spider-Man, Ghost Rider, Wolverine, Hulk involvement. I don't really, really need to hear much more than that. I will report back on this um, when, when that week comes. But uh, there was the Punisher War Journal blitz that I'm very interested in as well. Um, seems like a little sidestep from the Punisher yeah. stuff. That's from Torin Grobeck and Land Medina. Um, but did you check and take a look at the synopsis on this one? Um, I did when I was looking at the art earlier when I did the art for Instagram because I used oh, these covers right yeah for this. So, I mean, loving Punisher. Um, so this is definitely one that uh, I want to check out for sure. Yeah, this this looks really cool. And I did mention um, Torin Grobeck earlier, and we may be saying the name wrong because it's Grobeck has like a like the O slash through the middle or something like that. So I don't know yeah. how that. It's not like, Numlot, whatever it is though. I, I don't know what the, that accent means. Like there, like I know the ones that are Portuguese, Spanish for obvious reasons. But like when it comes to, I don't, I don't know if that's German or Russian or what. But anyways, um, we move to DC. We get Nightwing ninety three. Of course, been loving what Tom Taylor's doing. 
Batman Superman World's Finest Issue 4, which you were mentioned earlier. Of course, Dan Moore is the artist on that. Uh, Batman The Night uh, Issue 6, Fables 152, which you're giving Fables a little bit of a look because our buddy Rich Keith from Hashtag Dork loves that one. Uh, then we got Dark Crisis Young Justice Issue 1 by Megan Fitzmartin and Laura Braga. Uh, we have Aquaman and The Flash. Boyd Song Issue 1 by Jackson Lansing, Colin Kelly, and Vasco Georgiev, which I'm pretty sure Vasco Georgiev is the one who did all the different um, like like DC versus, DC Marvel mashups that we saw oh. over the years. If, like, like when the pandemic hit, kind of, we saw a bunch of that stuff. I think he did a lot of those art matchups. Um, Milestone in History Issue 1, which is a, you know, a list of... Uh, of creators on that one, not just two. We got Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen's boss, Perry White, issue one. And I see that and think, ah, probably not going to pick this one up. But then Matt Fraction is writing it. So I was like, maybe, maybe give it a look. I don't know. Steve Lieber is the artist on that. Um, but the big one for me this week, Joe, is Black Adam, issue one. Not because I'm like crazy about Black Adam. I mean, Shazam's, you know, it was a good movie and everything as much as you didn't include it in your top 50 list. Cause yeah, it was a mistake. That you're was a just dink, a but uh, that was on purpose. yep. Of course. Just like, by the way. So did you listen to PCP? when sure Rossi? Okay. He still wouldn't have had that in like his top 10. I don't think by the end of that conversation. No, no, no. You know, I mean, ridiculous. I, 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 I like, like, like so many other people said, I re respect it more if he just had it off the list. Like I didn't like I there was plenty of movies I didn't watch that I didn't put on the list. I didn't put the Joker mm. on there. I didn't have the Harley Quinn or the first Suicide Squad movie on there. I didn't, you know, mm. didn't have the Eternals on there because I still haven't seen it. Like I didn't see them. I can't rank them. Didn't see them. Half of those but, movies you mentioned there are movies that nobody had on their list because they don't belong on there. Right. Uh -huh. Right. But you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't see it. Like that was that was my philosophy. I didn't see it, you know. And so like he came out and he said, Well, I just hadn't seen it, or you only seen a couple bits of it. So I was like, "All right, well then, just don't put it on then." Yeah, that then would have, like yeah. see it and then kind of sleep through it, and then like and put it thirty seventh. Just at that point, keep it off your list. Yeah, he's like, I put. I think his rationale was, "Well, I put it on there because I felt like it had to be on there." Yeah, well, no, you don't like it. You don't like it. Keep it off. I think you people would have given you a lot, lot less shit. <laughs> you just not put it on there. He may be, but it's Rossi and he's an easy target. I like so uh, like I, I I do hear what you're saying, but I'm like once I hear oh it wasn't on your list, okay, fine. You threw you'd seen it like bits and pieces, so you knew which deserved to be on there. That that like it doesn't bother me as much. What bothers me more is like he watched it in its entirety and then still says like this isn't like definitively a top five comic book movie of all time. Because you had it as your number one, Shime had it as his number one. And I had it as my third. It, but if you take out Endgame and Infinity War, which personally I think they what they did kind of transcends like cinema in itself. But if you take those out, it would be my number one because like uh, uh, as a movie it by itself in a vacuum, like without dealing with all these other things that Marvel and the MCU has done, like this movie was as good as it gets from a comic book movie. The way I look at it, and I look at Winter Soldier the same way, but more way more so with Logan is that. Yes, it's a comic book movie, but it's so much more, right? Mm. Just like as it is, it is a, a fantastic story movie. Everything about it is almost flawless, right? When I, when, when I think of Endgame and Infinity War, 
those movies are tremendous, right? But they are 100% are a comic book movie, mm-hmm. right? If you didn't know, like, uh, Wolverine, like, if you could have, hmm. if you didn't know that, you know, they were comic book characters and they just, like, made this movie, it still would have been a really fucking awesome movie. Like, that's, I like, mean, that's me, fair. That's a fair right? point. Endgame and Infinity War. Yeah, they like they move the needle like like no other, and but they are at their heart, at their essence, a comic book movie. Everything this about is a comic it is book a comic movie book. list. Like now that now you're starting to delve into a territory, where it's like, but this is a comic book movie list. So like, what are you talking yes. about? Well, because I think what Logan does it transcends the comic book genre. It's it's more than that. It, it's a, it's a, it's a western. It's it's it, it's so much about it. Is is it's so well done on every level right whereas like infinity war like those are like i don't know i just i, I can get separate, your point i just, right? just i'm not articulating I, it properly no but no, like, no no you've you've you made a pretty fair point like i mean like oh you've made a you've made it pretty clear i just disagree with you because like this is a comic book movies list like but again well, we can yes, also understand that's why i had it as my number one because yeah. like it does more, or it does do more, but like for me, I can view it as something also greater than a comic book movie, while Fine. it is still a comic book movie. Yeah, but I think that to, to go and use a comic book movie thing is like a detract, like being a. I'm not saying that, I'm, I'm not saying it's a detractor. I'm just saying like that's why I enjoyed it more because I could enjoy it on this level, this level, this level, this level. Like it transcend to me, it it transcends what a comic movie is, and it's just an all around fantastic movie and shazam didn't do that in your mind and that's why it's not no shazam should have been on my list i just i just (laughs) forgot to put it down (laughs) simple as that that brings us speaking of shazam uh and what to bring us back i I pulled i pulled the davy but i only did that once instead of like four you did a great job you had a great list i think (laughs) there are only like you you, i think every you make your everyone makes their own list and it's fine this stuff is fun um not to get too like nicey nice about this but one but yeah you, you Oh, 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 wow. Okay. Wow. Okay, cool. Um. Anyways. You we, should have made a fifth list and handed it to him that day. That it would have been, been a fourth list. if I did that, to be clear. And you're right. I should have. It was a great call. I think We're Rich off the actually, rails. Yes. Rich did tell everybody I made a fourth list just for uh, dramatic effect. But we, <laughs> I was mentioning about Black Adam, and that's somehow we, how we got off the rails. Issue one. And look, I'm not – like uh, Black Adam's cool. I'm excited for the movie. I, you know, little – I don't know how the expectations aren't necessarily through the roof or anything like that. Cause it's still DC who knows how they land or do with this. But when I see Christopher priest attached to a project and I haven't seen him on a comic in a while, mm. I talked about de- his run on Deathstroke a while back. And that was from the DC rebirth era. And Oh man, that shit was great. Some awesome, awesome stuff. He's on this project. I'm definitely giving this a look and, and like, he's going to have a leash because Christopher priest is, a writer who I don't talk about enough on this show, but I love what he does. Um, we got Rafa Sandoval as an artist who I'm not as familiar with, but Christopher Priest is enough for me to say, like, okay, I'm going to give this a look. So hopefully this is the start of seeing him doing more and more. Unless he's been doing stuff with super small indies that I just don't know about. Um, but we cover that pretty well, so I don't think that's the case. Maybe he's doing no. pro work or whatever. But anyways, uh, I'll take us through Image real quick. We got Noctera 11 coming out the week of the 22nd. Gunslinger, Spawn issue 9. Uh, the Silver Coin issue 11, which the second trade is out for that, by the way. Radiant Red 4 by our by friend of the show, Cherish Chen. 
Rogue Son by friend of the show, Ryan Parrott. Issue five of that is out. Of course, didn't mention Snyder, of course. It, you know, he's up for a friend of the show as well. Friend of the show, Chip Zdarsky. New Burn, issue eight. Uh, Bloodstained Teeth. It didn't at all make a typo when I was writing one of those down. And I can see what button the asterisk was. That's exactly <laughs> what I did. Uh, Bloodstained Teeth, issue three. Uh, I hate this place. It feels very appropriate right now. <laughs> two, uh, homesick Pilots, 15, and then Stillwater, 14. But I'm starting to question 13. Thir- no, you mentioned 13 before, right? I think I, I'm yes, starting to 14. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listening might be off on this one. Then yeah. we got Beware the Eye of Odin, issue one, which is written by uh, Doug Wagner, who I believe was uh, one of the creators on Vinyl, which we talked about with Sean Lewis. Oh, yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. And then uh, the artist is Tom Audland. And then we also get this thing from Crossover, Crossover 1 3D. Uh, this is by, of course, Danny Cates and uh, Jeff Shaw. But it looks like we're getting like a reprint of the first issue, but in 3D. And then we're also getting a new story where Donny Cates wrote it, but then and then his wife, uh, Megan Hutchison Cates, is the artist on that. So Gonna, I feel like if you like crossover, it's something that's going to be a must-read. Sounds yeah, like and I'll take the 3D fun. glasses for that. That looks that looks fun. Yeah. Um, from Boom, we have Something is Killing the Children, number 24, The Vampire Slayer, number 3, and The Killer Affairs of the State, number 5. And from Dark Horse, we have two number ones. We have Hellboy and the BRPD, Old Man Whittier, number 1, written, of course, by Mike Mignola and artist by Gabriel Hernando Walta. And then we have the Lonesome Hunters number one, written and art by Tyler Crook. Yeah, and I am interested in this one. Big month for Hellboy uh, fans, and I've been so bad about keeping up with Hellboy because it just, just, I think uh, there's a list of reasons for me on that one. But Tyler Crook, yeah, there's there is a lot of it. But there was also a time where like I was reading it and was reading anything that was coming out, but then it stopped. So I kind of got thrown off in, in the course of all that. But for the Lonesome Hunters, um, again, writer artist, I'm going to be interested in giving that a look. And and old Brooks, the artist on um, Harrow County. Oh, that there you go. So uh, an old and out of practice monster hunter in in hiding is hiding cross is in oh an old out of practice monster hunter in hiding crosses paths with a young girl that forces him to confront these chaotic creatures. As the beasts invade their their tenement, they set off an, a supernatural road trip to stop these ancient evils in a story that explores the ways that youth informs adulthood and how early traumas can haunt us in an old age. So synopsis, okay, but I'm interested because we got like one person who's working on this book as a writer yeah. artist, so I want to give that a look. Um, <clears throat> to finish off this week, we got... From IDW, Usagi Ojimbo, of course, one of your favorite titles, uh, The Lone Goat Kid. L- Lone Goat and Kid? Not The yes. Lone Goat Kid? Okay. Lone Goat and Kid, yes. Okay. Issue six, uh, of course, we have uh, Violet's favorite series and, of course, Jeffrey McNamara's favorite series. My Little Pony, issue two. Uh, AWA Primos, issue four. Vault, mentioned earlier, Radio Apocalypse, issue four. Dynamite, we got Red Sonia, issue 10. Uh, and then we also got, I, I, I hinted at this a little bit earlier, we got Samurai Sonia, issue one. This is written by Jordan Clark and Pasquale uh, Qualano. And this, I, I, so this is a new, like, Sonia that we're writing. Yeah. So, again, Samurai Sonia, yeah, I could, I could be down with that. So I might check that one out. Might give that one a look. And then from a blaze, we got Life Zero Five. I haven't talked about this one on a while in the while on the show. Uh, I just hadn't 
like I hadn't been seeing it on the shelves. I found out like, no, it's still been coming out. I just figured there was like a printing issue, but uh, I will be trying to catch up on that one down the line. But uh, we got to get to the 29th as we, as we go into possibly our, our longest show uh, ever. Yeah. <laughs> so the week of uh, June 29th from Marvel, we have Sabretooth number four. I feel like this one hasn't come out in a while. Um, and then we have Wolverine patch number three. And then we have a slew of number ones, which I'll just sort of uh, rattle off here. We have Iron Man Hellcat Annual number one, uh, the Variants number one, written by Gail Simon, uh, art by Phil Noto, uh, Iron Cat number one, written by Jed McKay, artist by uh, Per Perez, uh, Thor Lightning and Lament number one, written by Ralph Macchio, and Todd <laughs> Nock. Is that uh, the Karate Kid? I don't know. I, the picture didn't look like him, so I'm assuming yeah. no. But. Who, who knows? But Knox, is, I might give it a go. You but, know? but Knox, a really good artist. So I oh, mean, yeah, like, no doubt. Yeah, so I might I might give that one a look. Uh, and then lastly, Mech Strike Monster Hunters, number one, written by Christos Gage and art by Paco Diaz. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Nicholas from DC, what do we got? Just a lot of random number ones, by the way. We got a Hellcat and a, and a Black yeah. Cat. Like a yeah. lot of, like, is it Cat Month? Anyways, uh, DC, we got Detective wow. Comics. <laughs> Um, Detective Comics 1061, Robin 15, Batman Catwoman, the final issue, Joe, of your favorite series, number 12, The yeah. Joker, also the final issue, right? 15. Can I say something about this, too? Sure. There's been a fucking Christmas theme throughout this entire fucking series, right? No. Right? Really? And it, it started in a December, possibly, right? But now we're in June, and it's just finishing up. If you're gonna give me a fucking Christmas name in 12 issues, make it go from December to December for fuck's sake. That's not yeah. What the not. fuck are we doing here from Jesus? Uh excuse me, Batman Beyond the White Knight issue four, uh Batman 89, which this one's this one's a six-issue thing. This is the final issue, and we're only getting the final issue now. This started last summer, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, this was this was uh, waiting for the trade on that one for show. Deathstroke Inc. issue 10. Uh, and then for first issues, this is just a one shot out of the DC versus Vampires universe. But DC versus Vampires Killers number one. Rosenberg is writing this. Mike Bowden. Uh, we got a cool Harley Quinn cover, and it looks like she's going to be the focus of this. So I am interested in this. Reading anything DC versus Vampires right mm -hmm. now. Um, what do we got from Image? We have Saga issue 60, Department of Truth issue 19, The Scorched number seven, A Righteous Thirst of Vengeance number nine, Philadelphia 23. Um, and then we have Sins of the Black Flamingo, number one, written by Andrew Wheeler, art by Travis Moore. But mm. but the big number one this week from Image is Public Domain, number one, written and drawn by friend of the show, Chip Zdarsky. This is something that he has been doing on his Substack, uh, which uh, Nicholas has, has very kindly given me access to. Um, and so it will be coming out now in uh, in floppy form, which is great. So, so the masses can read this. So uh, Sid Dallas is responsible for pop culture's greatest hero, uh, the domain, but his sons, Miles and David, have a complicated relationship with both the creation and the creator. Can they convince their dad to fight for the family's legacy? Uh, so this is Darsky. It's it's wild. It's fun stuff. So well, definitely can't wait. My to favorite thing about all this, I, I'm excited to read this, but my favorite thing about all this is you look at the solicit, the final line is, hi, it's me, Chip. I'm writing the solicitation. Yeah, <laughs> which is, uh, which is um, classic chip 
Yeah, very much in on this. Um, and then that, so that that's it for image for the uh, at the end of the month. From boom, we got Berserker number nine, the final issue. More importantly, of Seven Secrets, oh, eighteen. Not ready for it. The final week of June, we got Power Rangers Unlimited Countdown to Ruin, issue one. That is by L.L. McKinney and Anna Kakovsky, Chandra. And then we got another Buffy thing. Looks like they're doing more and more over there with Boom. I'm out on Buffy. I'm out I, on the Buffy stuff. I don't I don't I don't know if I'm gonna give this a look, but I did want to highlight it. Buffy 97 issue one. Uh, this is by Max Bemis and Mariana Ignazi. Um I, I still haven't looked at the vampire slayer yet, so I don't know. I, I heard can't... it was terrible. And, really? and then the last slayer really uh really was a letdown for me. Yeah, I mean it, I think that's pretty fair. Like it like it seemed like cool and then just didn't really turn into a whole heck of a lot. Uh let's see. We got a lot of number ones coming up. I'll I'll fly us through some of these. We got Hellboy in the BPRD, uh both in 1957. One of them from is Dark from, Horse, by the way. Yes, from Dark Horse. One is from below issue one. One is Falling Sky issue one. Magnola and Roberson are the writers on both of them. Mike Norton is doing from below, and Sean Martinbro is doing uh Falling Sky. Then from IDW, we have Godzilla Rivals versus Gigan issue one by Keith Davidson and Yasmin Flores Montanez. Um, and then Dungeons and Dragons, Ravenloft, Orphan of Agony Isle issue one by Aaron Harvey and Corin Howell. Canto, Tales of the Unnamed World issue one, which I didn't write down. What? What's the matter? I can't keep up. The Canto's got so many goddamn series now. Oh, I can't keep up with it. I have no clue. I don't even know who the writer and artist on that one. Um, the only one that I look at, and it's like, oh, this could be interesting. Transformers Fate of Cybertron, issue one by, by Brian Ruckley and David Garcia Cruz. But even then, like, we're not reading Transformers. I wanted to read Beast Wars, but just didn't make the time for it. Um, then we got Hit Me, issue four, which has been awesome. Um, from uh, AWA. Dynamite has the Invincible Red Sonya issue 10. And then from Vault, we have Fox in the Hair issue 2. Did you read the first issue of this yet? I have it downloaded, I believe, but I haven't read yeah. it yet. I got, I got to give this one a look. And then we get The Return of Barbaric, uh, The Harvest of Blades issue 1. And this is by Michael Morisi. And then the art team is Richard Pace and Nathan Gooden. They're both stars on this. Um, enjoyed the first three issues. I, I know people kind of raved about this series. I thought it was good. Like, I... I I could talk about it on here, but it was so short that I think I'd rather see a little bit more to have a little bit more to add on. Um, and then we got mindset issue one by Zach Kaplan, John and John Pearson, um, which to me like this, the, I saw, I think it was the editor in chief of vault very high on this. So I'm going to, I'm going to give this one a look uh, for sure, but you know, pretty solid week from vault. And uh, that, I think, wraps up our longest solicit to Just date. as long as Jock Peterson is involved, you want to get hit in the face. That's Tommy Pham who threw the smack. Who <laughs> right. side are you on in that? <laughs> who side are you on in that? Because I'm on Jock Peterson's side in that one. The, the yeah, I've got one. no idea. I you know, I only know – I haven't I haven't you know fully – I just know that there's a beef over fantasy football. One guy hit the other guy. As someone who's been on the wrong end of a slap bet two or three times, like it's kind of fuzzy now at this point. Um, I can definitely empathize with anybody getting smacked in the face for losing anything. <laughs> so I am with, I stand with you in solidarity, Jock. Um, but anyways, uh, that is going to wrap up the June 2022 TLDR solicit. Uh, keep keep your peepers popped because we have stuff in the works. Um, hopefully, some of it, all, everything comes to fruition next week. But you'll all know when we do what's new next week. But until then, Joe, stay sexy. You know it. <laughs>